Hi, I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. Join me every Wednesday for open, honest, inspiring, and healing conversations with people who face their own health and life challenges, worked through them, and now are on a mission to help you live a healthier, more fulfilling life. My hope is that at each episode leaves you more empowered and inspired, no matter where you are on your life and healing journey. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com. Find a holistic wellness professional and resources to help you on your healing journey. That's HealingWaze.com. Are you not living your best life because anxiety and depression are holding you back? My guest today, Grounded Alignment Practitioner Elizabeth Sloan, wants you to know that you are not broken or less than. You just need the right support to reconnect you with your ideal manifestation of yourself in this world, this crazy world. She says, when you're grounded as yourself, you really can deal with all the challenges that come up from a place of inner calm and equanimity. In this episode, Elizabeth shares some proven effective resources and technologies to help you do just that. In this episode, she also shares an easy tool she uses for herself to bring her greater joy and peace every day no matter what is going on in her life. It's something anyone listening can do and doesn't cost a thing. Personally, I'm super excited to try it out myself. And know what else I'm excited for? My own healing session with Elizabeth happening later this week, as I myself am currently in the need of some outside support to help me process some trauma triggers I've come up against recently. Once I'm ready to share more, you can hear about my experience in my private Facebook group, The Dragonfly Connection. The link will be in the show notes along with all the different links to connect with Elizabeth, including a link to her weekly live meditation on Zoom. After listening to Elizabeth's story and her voice, I am sure you won't want to miss out on any of it. Maybe I'll see you there sometime. Enjoy. Yeah, so thanks for being here at 11.11. My pleasure. So Elizabeth, I have all kinds of questions for you. You and I haven't talked for probably a year. Yeah, it's been a long time. I think probably last summer we went for a walk or last spring. So there is a lot going on with you that I didn't know about. So I'm not going to ask that question that I normally ask, you know, what's something people don't know about you? I've just found out there's a lot I don't know about you right now, (laughs) even though we've had some pretty extensive conversations. So I'm going to specifically ask you about those things. But before we do that, how has the last year been for you personally, professionally, health-wise? It's been amazing. The main thing I've been asking for recently when I meditate or try and tune into the big sky stuff is um, expansion because I have so much love now in my life, in my heart, love in the way of the power that, that owns and drives everything. It's not an emotion to me anymore. It's a, it's a power and it's wonderful. And I feel that when I'm out in nature, I feel that when I'm somewhere that I might previously thought of as ugly. And I just see everybody evolving the way they need to in that moment. And I see just, it, it, I have a completely different relationship with life now. So that has been an expansion and I'm bringing it to my work. I don't think I was doing uh, as much Reiki the last time I spoke to you. No. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
So we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna get more into that. So I, I can, I just want to say, I want to reflect back to you what I'm seeing here, and not everybody's gonna be able to see this video because I only share parts of the video in a private Facebook group. So I just, I want you and I want my listeners to know, like, you have a brightness about you that's brighter than it even was before when I, I'm looking in your eyes right now. And I've always seen you as a really positive, uh, super accepting, loving person, but I can actually see that in your face, in your being right now that it's, it's expanded. <laughs> Thank so, you. Yeah. That's what I really want. And it's, it's for me to, to bring the absolute best, most aligned and helpful version of what I can offer the world to as many people as possible to yeah. really be of service. Because you, what you also know about me is I've had a pretty frivolous life up until when I started doing healing for, for a short, you know, like really committed. Yeah, a frivolous life. I love it. Okay, we're going to get into that in a minute. Oh, so I, first of all, I want to ask you some questions about some things that were a surprise to me. And then we'll get into more about your healing journey and how you help other people. But you mentioned that, are you writing a book? I have extensive notes and almost written two books. I got um, thrown off a little bit by uh, being in a car accident, which has given me headaches almost daily that I'm working on. And also there was something that just kind of dropped out of my frequency field when that happened mm. that I still need to do some work on and understand. And I also, because I believe so much in the power of appreciation, I put together a, a journal, which is basically a guided writing journal, which is based on that. It's, it's daily exercises and it's weekly just going a little bit deeper. And this mm. is based on a practice that changed my life. When I was a stressed out video producer, I started doing this and it just changed my relationship with my entire world. And everything came into alignment with that, insisting on loving the crap out of everything. The tiniest things, the big things, people I'd found indigestible before suddenly just kind of melted into this the whole the big picture of of how we're all evolving mm -hmm. how to be in acceptance and it's just it's based on on getting towards that and that is being formatted at the moment for publication mm. so that's the, probably the first thing that will come out okay can i give away the name or do you want to keep that secret no i'd love to tell you it's called wild appreciation yes that is then, awesome yeah it's the 11 11 practice for expanding uh gratitude love which to me equals appreciation because it changes everything about the only thing that matters is how you inhabit your world your life and i i keep being reminded of that every day and i i know that sometimes i've been like driving for instance driving down a particular street and when I used to have really bad depression, everything just looked like a threat and a nightmare because mm -hmm. I was torn up inside, dark, hopeless. And that was what was real for me was the darkness and the hopelessness. It wasn't the beauty of the trees or the shiny colors of the cars or anything like that. It was my own wretchedness. 
and I, to, to drive down the same exact street with nothing changed and just look at the things and love them. So the thing that was different was me. It was because I decided to be in gratitude. I decided to love everything. And I do the same that now with like, if something comes up that's uh, some way, like there's, um, I used to be really bothered by noises in the neighborhood and mm-hmm. people letting their dogs bark incessantly or like someone with a basketball just continuously bang, 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 bang. And then you have the little pause while it goes in the hoop or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that used to, I used to be at the mercy of that stuff. And now I just pause and take a nice deep breath and just send it this little golden mist of loving light and decide I love basketball why wouldn't I love basketball I enjoy going to see the Lakers in Los Angeles and you know all this kind of like changing who I am it's not about the outside world it's about me and also just being in love with with stuff it it really is up to me it really is up to all of us we curate our own little spark of consciousness and I'm responsible for mine. <laughs> Not for I'm going to use that. Yeah. I'm going to use that personally. And I hope anyone listening right now just kind of picked up on that aha for themselves as well, because I have a really annoying barking dog in my neighborhood. And I, the dog. I am excited. <laughs> you could, I mean, if, if it's coming up on a recording or something practical like that, but yeah. I, have, I have them all around me because I'm in a, in a suburb. Mm-hmm. A quiet leafy suburb of Portland mm-hmm. and, and I love it I really really love it even though it's boring but it's I love the boring after Los Angeles <laughs> yeah well okay so you mentioned the 11-11 practice and I just want to mention again that's when we started this podcast and I don't believe in coincidences so just that's just really cool <laughs> I just want to bring that up again so I'm excited when is wild appreciation when would you hope that it's going to be out for the world to enjoy I would hope that it would be out by the end of May that is so cool Elizabeth oh my god okay I look forward that will either be then coming out when this pe- podcast comes out in May if I can get it out this month if not right before the uh, people are listening to this uh, this episode <laughs> So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's so cool. Okay. So I want to go back to what you mentioned, you, your quote unquote wretchedness. I just love the way you talk. I mean, you know, you're lucky you were born in a part of the world that gave you a beautiful accent. (laughs) Yes, I can't seem to get rid of it. I've been been here 35 years now and I still have this silly accent. I sound like a Disney villain. No, 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 (laughs) no. You, I love that you said your wretchedness and AKA depression and all, and all that stuff. Something that I learned about you when you filled out your application is that you tried your hand at a singing career yourself. I know you worked in the music and film industry. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you yourself tried out a, a music career. So that ties into how you were feeling about yourself and yeah. And the depression and the mental health issues and the challenges you had at the time. I want you to tell my listeners, and I want to know more about that. What happened? The main challenge for me was not the music, because the music found me. I had songs coming into my head since I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. I thought they were wonderful, and I would sometimes write them in the voice of, like there's one I wrote for Smokey Robinson, but that, that, that I never figured out how to submit to him. 
because I didn't believe in myself because I'd had a lot of messaging. Um, and this isn't poor me, poor me. This is, this is observing circumstances, which is, mm-hmm. is a powerful thing to do with a measure of detachment. So I'd written all these great songs. Uh, I thought they were great. And a lot of people agreed with me, but I didn't have the whatever it is, strong connection to my, my core appreciation of myself in relationship to life. I didn't think I deserved to be successful on a very deep level. And that was because some of the, a lot of the messaging that I'd had from teachers, from certain family members, it just seemed to be that there's also this that thing in England with, well, who do you think you are? And all that, that sort of stuff. Why do you mm-hmm. think you're so special? It's like We're all special. We are all special, but that was not the prevailing sentiment with the messaging that I received. And that to me, I used to think it was a burden, but now I see it as a gift because it, it's, I've had so much insight from overcoming that. And I was able recently to sing a song with my husband playing guitar because he's a brilliant guitarist, among other things, and sing a song that I'd written, I don't know, 25 years ago. But I really loved the song, but I was always embarrassed to sing even around the house. So I had this band back, back then because um, I wasn't going to do it by myself. Are you kidding? So I had, <laughs> I had a band, I had a couple of bands that I would front and we would work on the songs that I had written. I loved the writing, like to sit and write with the guitarist was just heaven for me to like feel the songs come in like, like golden threads just coming in from the gloom, these songs. And I just follow the trail and pull down more of it. And oh, there's this other bit. And they would all come together. And that was thrilling. Recording was not as thrilling uh, because it usually involved being talked down to by men. <laughs> And me not having the, the moxie to stand up for myself. I can't, I can't blame other people for where I was at. Mm-hmm. And performing was just an absolute nightmare. I was just like, it was beyond stage fright. It was just like wobbling. Like, what the hell am I doing? This is horrible. When will it be over? Why do I have to sing these bloody things just because I wrote them? <laughs> so I, I gave up because I just couldn't do it. And some part of me knew that it was enough. So that was when I moved into working with other artists who were already successful, mm-hmm. getting them to look great for camera or, or taking the pictures of them myself or producing music videos or whatever it was. I still love being around musicians. What did you observe in that world? I, you know, I know that there is a lot of mental health challenges among, you know, artists in general, creatives. We just, we tend to be, very deep feeling people and they, they tend to be the people that that become musicians and um, actors and um, and uh, you know media artists and I understand from the stories you've told me off bike you got really close to some of the artists you work with right I'm not going to name any names but some of them are built for public life mm-hmm. they bask in it they're you know they just it's just you can just tell that it's who they want to be and there were others who were tortured by emotional challenges Mm -hmm. like anxiety depression would often get into using drugs uh which i i didn't understand until i myself did a little bit of uh tour bus presence and 
you cannot sleep on a tour bus. So <laughs> I can imagine. It was just, then I got the cocaine thing. Oh, now I see why. If I, if I was this tired and I had to go on stage in front of, front of tens of thousands of people, I would need something. Because mm-hmm. it's not our natural state to be able to just keep up that level of energy. So, no, yeah, I get it. And everybody wants to come and hang out after the show. And um, you have to keep up this front. And there's also the loss of a loss of private self. And mm-hmm. that's not just publicity and everybody knowing what you're doing. It's also, I remember very strongly, there was one person, I can't remember who it was, who had recently become famous from having a, a hit song and hadn't quite moved into that zone yet of being comfortable with it. And someone came in and asked him or her a question and I could see the wheels turning like, who am I now? Am I supposed to be detached and famous or can I just be myself or how do I need to talk to this other human being? And I just thought, oh my God, what a, what a dilemma. Mm-hmm. Who are you now? But if, yeah. you, if you sit down with people who are genuinely super talented and know who they are and won't change it, there's almost a humility that comes with having received the inspiration to write those amazing songs Mm -hmm. you can tell that their music comes from you know it's been channeled because it's so great because of how pure it is that it affects people a certain way yeah most people are genuinely generally happy and just want to relate on a realistic thing and don't need to put up a persona Mm -hmm. But there's this sort of middle ground of people who just kind of don't know who they are anymore because they're famous. Had you started any parts of your healing journey at this point in your career, in your life? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, What were you, yeah. What were you up to personally while also being in this fast paced world and observing all this? I, a friend of mine had told me about a metaphysical healer, metaphysical healer called Ed Kaufman. And I went to him a few times trying to get to the bottom of my challenges because I knew I had them. And he was really great. Big teddy bear of a man, super kind. What I remember most about him is just all the love that he had for everybody who came to him. And he did some classes that, and I did a few of that were about uh, getting a healing energy attunement so that you could do hands-on healing on other people. And I thought that was fabulous and exciting. And I did that a few times. And then I just sort of thought, well, I shouldn't be doing this. So I just kind of withdrew and didn't do it anymore. And then I started, then I got Reiki attunements um, all the way up to Reiki master. Mm-hmm. And when, when I got master attunement, my intuition just boom, it was just really expanded. And I got another energy attunement also from a local energy healer called Chris Stopa, who was a, a wonderful man. He's not with us anymore. And that was really empowering as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely felt an expansion when he did that. So those things I was doing remotely when lockdown happened, I couldn't see people in person anymore. Like all of us we were just like, oh, do, 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 you know, now what do we do? So I, I started doing sessions online because mm-hmm. I was thinking, I'm not going to just sit around and not be useful. So I started doing sessions online and it was really amazing to do Reiki with people and also to get into the EFT tapping that I also trained and got certified in because it does come in handy. Mm-hmm. 
to say the least. Yes. So it was combining what I already knew to do these online sessions that were real breakthrough sessions. And then someone came into the clinic a few months ago asking, all she wanted was Reiki. She didn't want any of the other stuff I did. And as you know, I have been using neurofeedback and I still still use it on some people because it does does reset the brain in a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. And the heart math breathing I have a free audio of that now on my website that I'll give you a link to so that anyone can calm down anytime they want. It's yeah. And uh, this woman came in, she just wanted Reiki. She said, I'm not interested in any of the other stuff you do. I just want Reiki. And I did a Reiki session for her and was inspired to do a guided meditation at the same time. And it was absolutely incredible. I mean, she didn't even want to leave. She was just, when, when we were done, she just said, wow, it was exactly what she needed. It was exactly what she came for, even though she didn't know it when she came. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing that ever since. I'm actually going to move to a, a bigger office so that I can do Reiki and all the other stuff in the same room. So it could be a perfect little, you know, nurturing space for people who come to me. And I'm still doing the online sessions. Nice. Yeah, so I'm really, really stepping into my confidence in a big way for really helping people move through the things that challenge them. Yeah. I've had them. I've been so low that I wished I had never been born. I was so miserable. And for someone who's had depression, that will make sense. For someone Mm -hmm. who hasn't, it probably won't. It'll sound ungrateful. Depression taints everything if you have it. It does. Yes. Even if you're having a good day, you're afraid of when it's going to come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to ask you a real personal question here. Uh, When I first met you, like I said in the beginning, I've, I've always seen you as a very positive, loving helper to your core person. You know, we've just, we connected on so many levels because we share a lot of those passions But there was, like I said, you seem brighter and more just expanded than a few years ago, even. Yeah. Was there something going on with your own mental health that was that you were still healing at that time? Like, let's talk like, like three years ago ish. Oh yeah. And so what, yeah. What have you done besides expanded your offerings to other people and your healing work? Have you tried new things to help you on your personal journey? What have you been doing in the last three years for yourself? I've been um, basically insisting on being happy. (laughs) I love it. Insisting on being happy. Because um, even if things look dire or difficult, that's no reason to not be happy anyway. Mm -hmm. And we all had a lot of uncertainty for the last couple of years. Yeah. I got into EFT the tapping Mm -hmm. in a much bigger clearer way than I had understood it before yeah when I first learned of it from a therapist friend I thought it sounded like the weirdest dumbest thing like I remember having that same judgment when I first learned about it (laughs) put this up it's silly I'm not gonna sit around doing this right it just seemed like the you know like a a crazy improbable thing and that's partly why I love it so much because it is so incredibly unlikely that it would make any difference to anything but it does 
And yeah. that's the great thing is to look on, on people's faces when they realize that all of a sudden there's this spaciousness where there had been something that was gnawing at them in their psyche. Mm-hmm. And I, that was what I noticed too. I, when I was, my, the tail end of my video producer career was pu- putting endless content together for a big corporation in Los Angeles. Very, very stressful. Everyone was just running on very tiny bandwidth compared to how much, how, you know, how much we were obliged to do mm-hmm. in a day. Kind of, you know, hamster wheel on steroids kind of a situation. Yes, I can imagine. And uh, I had to take a break for a, a medical reason. And when I came back, the woman they had uh, asked to fill in for me, who wasn't a seasoned producer, she didn't really understand what was expected of her. Mm-hmm. She flew off the handle and there was basically this really horrible verbal abuse incident aimed at me that was based on a bunch of stories that she had about her life that she projected onto mine. And uh, I was just shaking. I couldn't even go. It was so traumatizing. I couldn't go back into the building. I couldn't finish that job. And it, in a way, it was this, the universe going, scoot, scoot, scoot. You're done with this now. We're going to make it impossible for you to come back. So that actually was in my frequency field for over a year, mm-hmm. that incident. I'd given away, donated all the, the clothes that I was wearing that day, the shoes, everything. If I saw anything that reminded me of her, I would just feel sick. A year later, after I'd moved to Oregon, no chance of ever encountering her again. Mm-hmm. That I'm aware of. But anyway, it was, the, it was the only thing that got rid of it was tapping. And I literally just followed along with a video on YouTube with Nick Ortner and Wayne Dyer tapping around something to do with his father. And I substituted my words about this person in LA. And I noticed a couple of days later, oh my God, it's gone. It's gone. Oh, that's awesome. Amazing. And so that was, that was the start. And then I got trained and certified to use it. And then I studied some extra protocols and brought it together with a couple of other things that I studied. I've basically got my own protocol right now. Mm-hmm. Very quick. It's quicker than a lot of tapping. Is kind of labored discussion of details of things, but it doesn't have to go on for that long. It can be like super quick. So nice. Do that and then follow up with Reiki to just kind of balance it all out. Yeah. Well, and I was I was thinking as we you were talking a few minutes ago about expanding your Reiki practice and doing that more often that heals us too. You know, Reiki is, is just as beneficial for the giver as the receiver for sure. Cause we're just a conduit, right. Of that energy. The same for tapping and for tapping. Yeah. And you are still doing neurofeedback occasionally too, for people. If it's cold for. Yeah. Um, And that's an in-person thing. So probably kind of slowed down a little bit had a head injury or something like that and it's super helpful because it resets the brain yeah like rebooting a a computer back to its default it's not like imposing new software and that's what I like about it as well it's like here you get to be yourself it's not about I know some purists who say that that's not the way to do it but in my experience uh it's been super helpful it helped me helped me enormously Mm-hmm. 
and now moving into working with groups of people like to to pursue a common goal of releasing something in particular and that that's uh, starting with female musicians just like I was and still am let me let me own that there's no there's yes no, there's no reason why I wouldn't still be doing it and maybe release something at some point just to to reach back kind of into the past to that little younger me who was so confused and so blocked and kind of stymied by her own feeling of limitation and unworthiness the unworthiness and the shame my god so huge so paralyzing yeah it ate up probably a lot of the happiness and joy and just life in you for sure right and it's obvious that you you've released it so I've released so much of it and we're all we're all works in progress including me yep totally I, I believe in keeping going because when I've seen the shift to this level of yeah. how I inhabit my life now, wow, what's the next, you know, how's it going to grow? It's so exciting. It really More is. More than I would ever have believed possible when I was younger to actually sit here and own, own my energetic space and not feel at the mercy of other people's expectations. It's just mm-hmm. heaven. absolute heaven. And I think it can start for anyone, no matter how, what your age is, no matter where you are in your life, we just have to decide to, to pursue it. Right. right. And as, as the wonderful Eckhart Tolle points out, all we ever have, all we ever have is right now. Like as we inhale and take this breath right now, this is what we have. Yes. Like one continuous present moment. I, I liken it to walking into a, a gallery the gallery is the present moment and you can look at one painting and you can look at another painting and you respond different ways to paintings being life situations you can respond in different ways to them and you you know some of them you'll just don't affect you at all some of them you love some of them you just think oh can't wait to move on from looking at this thing but it's all there it's all in the present moment and we get to you know we get to experience all of it we just haven't walked around to that painting yet but it exists already Oh, that's cool. I like that idea. I love that. So I want to ask you a little bit more about your work. I may have asked you this the last time you were on my podcast a few years ago or on our, on our walks or conversations, but Grounded Alignment, that's the name of your business. Mm-hmm. That's the name of your website. How did you come up with that name? What does that mean to you? That name leapt out of a sentence somebody was using in a group that I was at is this wonderful EFT practitioner and teacher Helen McConnell who's local Mm. to Portland Mm -hmm. and I don't I don't even remember who said it but these words came up together and I wrote it down and I'm staring at it and staring at it and staring at it and think this is what I want people to have I want people to feel like they're aligned with the, the highest sweetest bestest version of themselves that they could possibly be as themselves in this lifetime and for that to be grounded, like for that to be rooted in symbolically the earth mm-hmm. so that they know, like they know, like they know, like they know that they are loved and supported and that that originates with them. And when they, when they have that themselves to be on solid ground, they can do anything. Yes, definitely. You already kind of mentioned 
the way that you work now is that you combine Reiki and tapping and you still do neural feedback. But I just kind of want to walk people through that want to work with you virtually, because I know that that's that was something that took a little bit of time for you to really step into. And I'm super proud of you. I just want to say, like, I remember you saying you didn't really want to do virtual and now you're like owning it. What might someone expect if they were to contact you and be like, I, I need you, Elizabeth, help me out. We would set up a zoom appointment. Okay. That that would be about an hour and a half long. If I can, if their schedule allows I would like to check in with them first energetically Reiki wise, because I've found that if I, I've done this remotely with somebody that she couldn't make it to her Zoom appointment for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, I know you need some support. So why don't we just take 15 minutes and I'll do a distance Reiki energy thing on you and I'll use a proxy, which I love doing because it's like you're on the person, but you're not on the person. Mm -hmm. And um, she was way across the country. And I did this and this, this word came up. There's a word that I would never use. And I thought, huh, I wonder why that's there. And I kept working and two more words came up. And they seemed so out of context. But when, when we finally got to do our Zoom session, I asked her about them, thinking these, were, these words won't mean anything to her at all. And her face just immediately crumpled and she started crying. And that's okay, this is a tool and I've used it since working with people. So I like to start with making that Reiki connection because it cuts out a lot of the conversation that is, we do try and be likable, especially if it's someone that we don't know. And I remember wasting all my therapy sessions because I didn't want the therapist to not like me. So I would just talk a bunch of crap about that what was not real at all I've experienced that personally (laughs) so I thought let's just go straight to it so the person gets the most use out of that session Mm -hmm. so then we will we'll talk about it a little bit and then we'll tap on it so we'll we'll talk about it we'll do a heart-mind coherence breathing to just to bring down the level of the emotional aspect of it before they start discussing it any further But it's good to just get that initial little, what is this? How big is it in your life? And then talk further. I'll make notes and then we'll get into tapping. So it's really just about releasing. Sometimes it's many stages of one thing because if we've, if we've been around longer than infancy, there are lots of layers to things because something crappy might happen and then it'll be reinforced by something else that you'll see with the same uncomfortable emotion because it reinforces the first thing that was horrible like being bullied at school then you might be bullied somewhere else or you might feel persecuted and you might be easily offended by things when you're an adult it's just it's about going through all those layers Mm. and also dismantling the pain that you might have with a certain person as well so yeah it's really lovely to see things melt away and uh, tapping also benefits me I think I told you I started, rec- I don't record the sessions because of privacy. Mm-hmm. And also because once you're done with it, it's irrelevant. There's no point listening back a hundred times. Right. But the other, the other thing was I noticed about having been so afraid of my voice when I was singing and not ever giving it a hundred percent, like really, really feeling into the songs. Like I knew I could mm-hmm. just embarrassed to be myself. 
I actually love the sound of my voice now. And I, I've been recording guided meditations. So yes, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, tell, tell me about that. Well, I had one or two on my website. I re recorded one that was, uh, that I felt like I had to, because it was always knocking on the door. Like you have to articulate this vision and it's called Sparkly Webs. I shared it with a couple of friends who told me the most amazing things about how it had affected them to listen. And it's on my website now, but um, so I just thought, well, I love this and people seem to get something out of it. So I'll just start doing them live mm -hmm. every other Friday. And uh, that's what I've been doing. That's awesome. It really is exciting. Yeah. Exciting. Like this is a way that I can be of service. People yes. can just go on these little inner journeys and just relax and just be somewhere else mentally and emotional for a little while. Mm -hmm. I love it. And love so it. can we access those guided meditations, those live guided meditations with you through your yeah. website or your Facebook page? Or how do um, we get to those events? Well, thanks for bringing that up because I actually don't have a link to them on my website. <laughs> well, I will include a link in the show notes. Yes. So, I, so, so I'll, I'll put it in the Dragonfly Connection page. Yes, please. Yeah. yeah. And they're free. Every, everyone's so welcome. Um, oh, I love it. Sign up for, for one or all of them. Okay. And I'll, I'll just keep going with them until something tells me to stop. <laughs> or someone else needs to come in and take up the torch because you have another uh, journey or mission. So yes right. well, yes case, well, there are there are recordings that I can do so you have got you've got the group you have a new challenge that's starting in May which may already be over by the time this podcast comes out but you plan on I'm, doing I'm gonna do it in in cycles so I will I will be okay. running it again when I have my membership fully put together and up and running I will be running a challenge every month I'm going to have like a little lottery every month that that someone who hasn't already won will win a, a breakthrough session with me because they're really powerful. Yeah, I can imagine. I bet they are. Yeah, yeah I want to join. I want to enter that raffle. Uh, so I have a really important question for you, Dan, and I'm not being silly. It is important because I know that you're full of wisdom and tips and advice. But before we say goodbye, what are some things or something that someone listening today can do for themselves to move them forward on their healing journey that doesn't cost anything? I mean, besides all these free resources that you've already talked about, but what's something someone can do for themselves? I think the simplest thing, if they're not already doing it, is first thing in the morning, sit down and write down 11 things you're grateful for and 11 things you love. And the, the gratitude practice um, I got from Rhonda Byrne in a book of hers about power, uh, about gratitude called the magic mm -hmm. where you sit down and write, write down something you're grateful for and why this is how I have it in my book. You write down 11 things Well, she has it as 10, but I think 11 is a groovy number. Mm -hmm. You write down 11 things that you love and you don't need to write why, because love is real. Love is unconditional. That alone will shift everything. And I know it sounds really corny. It's like mm, gratitude list, but it's mm -hmm. huge. Because it goes from, you know, one minute you're grateful because you have a cup of coffee 
and then the next minute you're noticing like I'm grateful for for your glowing face on the screen right now and all the, the beaming wisdom and love in your face and just to see it's like start feeling that for everything yeah you know chewy problems the sticky stuff you know the stuff that's not comfortable yeah mind learns to look for things to be grateful for and things to love and that's free if you already have a journal and a pencil it's absolutely free or just a piece of paper just a piece of paper yeah but it's important to write it not to do it on your phone Mm -hmm. because there's a a connection between your brain and your handwriting thank you for that because you know you have mentioned it most of my past podcast guests have mentioned it I talk about it journaling is huge and it's part of why that's one of the resources you're getting ready to put out into the world but a lot of people will I'll talk to people personally about it and they're like yeah that sounded like a great idea or that is a great idea but I hate journaling and actually journaling is something I struggle with I do it I really am grateful for you saying that because that to me sounds very easy and at the same time joyful I want to focus on the things that make me joyful thank you you're welcome it gets back to that thing of always being in the present moment if you start your day with joy gratitude appreciation yeah it's gonna be that's your that's your present moment and it expands into the whole day it really really does i'm living proof that you can change your life you really can be happy and grateful and just have this sublime light to carry within and share it with others there's just nothing like it it's beyond price and it's there for all of us each and every one of us has that I can feel you. I can feel our heart connection through the screen right now. Like to the point where I almost feel a little choked up because I just love you so much. Oh, <laughs> And I'm just feeling so much love. So oh, darling, it's wonderful to see you and to feel your energy. And I don't think there's anything else we can add unless you want to say something else. I, I can't think of anything else to add. If anyone wants to join me on this adventure of just insisting on being happy, whatever it is we want to do in our life, whatever it is, bring more joy to what you're already doing. It's it's a different relationship if you do. But the most important thing is just find that appreciation, love, happiness, especially for yourself. (laughs) Yes. And I love listening, even if I never meet you. She means it. I know this about Elizabeth. So thank you. I will share all of the resources and links and everything that people need to connect with you further one-on-one or through your open public group program. So as always, Elizabeth, it was a pleasure. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Our stories may be different, but we all have one thing in common. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate life on this planet, and none of us have it completely figured out. No matter what you're going through in your life, just know that you are never really alone. Come back every Wednesday for more inspiration and connection, and follow me on Instagram at the Dragonfly Mama so we can stay in touch between episodes.